Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien, and here is my thought I'd like to share. Today I want to talk about being led by the Spirit, by being led by the Holy Spirit, about being led by the whole the Spirit of the Lord. And I'm going to just touch on a few Bible verses just to lay a bit of a foundation. So starting in Romans 8.14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In Romans 8.16, a couple of verses later, we read, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In Galatians 5.18, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Galatians 5.25 If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Jumping across to some verses from Christ himself in John 14.26 But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. And in John sixteen, thirteen, says, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And lastly, John twenty seven, John ten twenty seven, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Another way to say that could be, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. So here's some scriptures which I've taken from the New Testament here in Romans, Galatians, and also from John, the words of Christ. And the point I'm really wanting to pull out of these is, what's it look like to be led by the Spirit? And we've got different references here in Romans and Galatians about being led by the Spirit. But what does that actually look like? And then we've got from the Gospels in the Gospel of John talking about the Holy Spirit and that relationship and how it will teach you all things and bring to remembrance those things which Christ has said. And then, yeah, the Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. And in today's society, that's one thing that is severely lacking is deep understanding and revelation knowledge of what truth is. And then in John 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, which is a very active component to that as well. It's a, it's my sheep hear my voice. So if we just stop there for a little bit is... There's, a, there's an active component of hearing the shepherd's voice. And then the next part says, I know them, which is a relational context and generally you know, two ways. Yeah, my sheep know my voice or, and also the shepherd knows the sheep. So that's, that's a really relational context. And then the last one is they follow me, which again is being led by the Spirit being led by Christ. So I just want to give everyone four sort of basic keys to be able to walk this out in our daily lives. And the first one I touch on is a surrendered heart. And to be able to be led by the Spirit in our day-to-day lives continually is first having a soft and surrendered heart before the Lord. 
and laying our lives down on the altar, laying our heart down on the altar, becoming living sacrifices before the Lord and surrendering our will that it's not my will, but your will be done, Father. It's not my will, but your will be done, Holy Spirit. And having that close unity of surrenderedness before the Lord, before Christ, before the Holy Spirit, that it's a sensitivity, it's a a constant doing. We we are so often in our own strength, in our own might in our own desire that we go in certain directions but it's not hasn't it's not been led necessarily by the spirit it's our own will it's our own desires that are leading us rather than having a fully surrendered heart before him so the first key i'd say is is softening our heart and having a surrendered heart and if we read the psalms we see david was very diligent and proactive on surrendering his heart, uh, surrendering his soul and bringing his soul and heart into alignment with what the Lord is doing. When we, you know, describe take up our cross daily and I've heard it described is, you know, that cross is where our will meets the Lord's will. And we all have wills in our lives. We all have direction, desires, um, ambition, impulsiveness, all those sort of different things we have to different degrees in our lives. But is how do we take those and surrender them to the Lordship of Christ, to the Lordship of the Father, to the Holy Spirit, to be able to lead us? If we don't have a surrendered heart, it's very difficult to be led by the Spirit if we're constantly going in another direction. You know, pulling in another direction rather than being yielded and surrendered. So the first one I'd say in this sort of steps is a surrendered heart. The second one is knowing his voice. And you know, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice or my sheep know my voice. 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 And there's a lot of voices out there today in the world. There's a lot of voices that come through social media. There's a lot of voices that come through media. There's a lot of voices that come through even some of our family and uh, friends and that that uh, that we associate with. And they're not all bad. They're, they're not all good necessarily either. But it's about having a deep knowing of his voice, knowing the Spirit's voice, that we are able to be led. And it's through a communion and a relationship with the Holy Spirit that we can start to be feel and sense the gentle nudges of the Holy Spirit in one way or another. And stilling, learning to still the other voices around our lives that so often come up with just the circumstances of life from stress, from relationships, from family, from work. There's so many different things that come up in our lives that try to elevate their voice above the Lord's voice. But as we walk with the Lord and we ask him to teach me to know your voice, teach me to hear your voice above the other voices and learning to do that in a practical way in your own relationship with the Lord is really important so that 
we do know his voice. When he does speak, we do know his voice. So number one, a surrendered heart. Number two, I'd say knowing his voice. Number three, follow the leading. So to be led by the Spirit implies that there's an active component of hearing, knowing his voice, hearing the leading, and then there's an active component of us actually taking an action and doing something. And being led implies uh, something out in front, like if you're leading an animal, um, you're leading a horse from you know, uh, paddock A to paddock B or from carousel, from one carousel to another, you're leading, you're out in front. If you're leading a dog, if you're leading an animal, if you're leading something, implies that whatever's leading is out in front. So being led by the spirit implies a, you know, we're not out in front um, going for it necessarily in our own strength, in our own desires, in our own um, ambition or impulse. It's, it's a surrenderedness that says you're in front and I am following. I am following you and I'm being led by you in this. And who, you know, a good question to ask you know, who's in the driver's seat of your life at any moment? And it's a question I ask myself and and I'm getting better at it, but quite often I've got to go, look, right now I know I'm in the driving seat. I'm I'm not the I'm not the passenger following here. Um I'm the one in the driving seat. Or you know, we look at the you know, analogy of a car that's towing a trailer or a camper van or something like that. That is really, you know, that picture of following that which is in front of you and being yielded to that which is in front of you. And also with the activity component or the action component of it is the stepping out in faith and fear is, you know, the fear, fear will show up and the greater the faith step that you're stepping out with, often the greater the fear which will arrive at the same time to try and con- combat that. But there's also a rest in that if you know that you are being led by the Spirit and you are following the Spirit's lead, to be able to relax in that faith that, yes, I know there's fear in this, but Father, I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, I'm trusting you to guide me as I'm following you and to lead me as I'm following you in this. And there's also a constant communion, like to be led by something is a constant communion, a constant connection. It's not a, an order that's uh, given from a commander on a battlefield to go and do something. It's, it's a connection to be led as whatever you're being led by, in this case, we're talking about being led by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, we can be reactive and reactive to changes in direction. We can be reactive to, you know, the stops and the starts and the pauses of, the, of those sort of things around our lives. So just want to, on point three here is follow the leading, F- follow the Holy Spirit, be led, allow yourself to be led, which implies allow yourself to be follow, to be a follower and then take the action steps as you're feeling to be led. And number four, I just want to touch on is, uh, is the fruit of it, 
is anything we do in our lives, anything the Lord is doing, he's always doing two things, increasing our love for him and increasing our love for others. And as we're being led, you know, it's good to stop and take account and check yourself as to what's the fruit that this is producing. And, you know, those things um, that, that are of the spirit will produce will produce the fruit of the spirit. And are you impacting those, those around you? Are you becoming more Christ-like to those around you? Are you, is the spirit leading you in a way that the spirit's influence is permeating and verberating in and around your life that people are noticing that in Galatians 5:22, which is, just in between two of the verses which I'd quoted previously, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against these there is no law. So as we journey in this and as we grow in the leading and being surrendered and knowing his voice and then being led by his voice is the fruit in our lives, the fruit of the spirit will permeate it more. We will notice it. We will notice it. People are responding to that which is in our lives and also that we're being drawn to others that is being highlighted that they have a need of there's been highlighted of a growth area in their life. So you know, we are being the hands and feet here on the, on the earth for the Holy spirit, for the Lord. So I just want to encourage everyone in these sort of four simple sort of keys, which I've pulled out of these verses, but the importance of being led by the spirit. And I, the, for me personally, the question I ask, myself numerous times a day is who's in the driver's seat and there's times I've got to be disciplined and say look I I am in the driver's seat and I need to get out of the driver's seat and allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in these things and it's not always easy and sometimes with life and circumstances and there's a lot going on we can easily be pulled in different directions but it's a conscious effort on our side to be led by the spirit. And I think there's, you know, when it talks about there in Romans um, 8, 14 and 16, that those who are led by the, the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that's a, as we walk through our lives with a aim, with a purpose to glorify our father as sons, as Christ was. So I think there's a beautiful promise embedded in that as well. So I hope this blesses you, and I hope that everything that you do, that there's a greater awareness uh, about being led by the Spirit of God. Blessings and shalom.